Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. My name is Sarah. And I'm Melinda. And this is a travel podcast. Sort of. I mean, we can't really travel right now, but we're trying. And that we do often. If nothing else, we at least dream of traveling. With enthusiasm? Can you dream with enthusiasm? Is that a thing? I believe those are called um, night terrors. <laughs> I don't think those are enthusiastic. Nobody goes to bed and is like, oh boy, tonight there's going to be another night terror. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever floats your you can, it's cool. <laughs> if you say so. So, do you have any update for us this week? No. I don't think I do. We don't exactly live in the most exciting of times. Well, I mean, it is a... <sighs> exciting is... Yeah, exciting's not necessarily a good thing right now. Yeah, let me rephrase that. We don't necessarily live in the most exciting of times in its positive connotation, and its negative connotation we certainly do. The world is a dumpster fire. Yes. Yeah, 2020, it tricked us. Yeah. It tricked us good. It really did. I do have an update, but also not in the positive connotation, more so in the holy shit connotation. So I had a doctor's appointment earlier today, and I had to take a shower and, you know, dry my hair. And while I was drying my hair, I pulled a little too hard on the cable of my hair dryer, and it fell directly into the toilet. Like, boom, right in there. But you know how in movies or TV, when that happens, like if a hairdryer falls into a body of water, maybe a tub or a sink or whatever. It's usually a yeah, bathtub, you, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. It's normally <laughs> a bathtub. Yeah, it's not usually a toilet, except for in my very unlucky situation. What they don't show you is that the hairdryer continues to work for a little bit. And it's just blowing water everywhere. And you go, is this electrified? Am I about to be electrocuted with toilet water? That was my very exciting morning. I let out the most horrific, terrifying screech as I leapt to pull that cable out of the wall. And I'm sure all of my neighbors heard it. So I'm sure they were plenty entertained this morning at what, like 6, 7 a.m.? Yikes. So yeah, that was fun. That's not where you're supposed to put those. No, you're right. But it does fit really nice and snugly right in there. It just wedges itself right in there. And in related news, I now need a new hairdryer. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not planning on no, using that, no, no, are no, 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 no. It's already in the trash. Don't you worry about it. Like, I don't care how clean your toilet is. If something goes in it, it's dead. No more. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When I was a kid and I got my ears pierced for the second time, there was one time when I was sitting on the toilet and I was like twisting my earrings and the back popped off and I didn't realize it. So I pulled on the earring and the earring itself fell off and went straight into the toilet. And I was like, oh, guess I just don't have earrings anymore. Sorry. Bye. It was fun knowing you. Yeah. And a few weeks later, my mom was looking at the piercings and was like, where are your earrings? And I was like, well, here's the thing. I might have dropped them in the toilet. And she goes, oh, did you just do it? I'll go get them. Like, well, no, here's the thing. It was a couple weeks ago. Oh, she was so mad at me, too. Why didn't you tell me? I would have gotten them for you. No, you wouldn't have. Nobody's reaching in the toilet to get a pair of like $10 earrings. Come on. You should have just said something and then gotten a new, like, earring. 
You can buy just the backs. The whole thing plopped in. So you took the other one out too? Yep. For symmetry's sake. You didn't... No. You gotta go for that, like, 80s mismatch. Yeah, not so much. And after that, my mom made me wait to get my ears repierced until after I could afford to pay for it. And I think at that point, it might have even been my third round of piercings, and I still only had one set of holes. Bitch, it's on you now. But hey, eventually it all healed correctly, and now I have four piercings in my ears and one in my nose, and I wore jewelry in them exactly never. I'm so glad I paid for all of those piercings. Yay. And that's a lesson on um, money management. And toilets. But hey, in all fairness, I only paid for my last set of holes in my ears and my nose. And everything else my mom paid for. Sorry, mom. But what's this that saying? You know, fool me once, fool me twice. What's fool me three times? Shame on you. Yeah, I think it's shame on you, shame on me. And then number three is shame on you again. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we skipped over cocktails. Do you have a cocktail this week? No, I just have Dr. Pepper. I have something slightly disturbing that I saw at the store. Uh, uh, hello, cat. You're between me and the microphone, you poop. Huzzah! Who needs Sarah when there's a cat? <laughs> oh. I'd be offended, but that's Damn fair. Hey, kitty. Okay, so I was at the grocery store the other day, and I saw this thing that was so disturbing that I had to have it. Like... You know, when you see something new and you go, oh, God, I-, I guess I have to try that, which is never a good shopping strategy, but I use it a lot. So anyway, I saw in the refreshment aisle sparkling water by Chupa Chups. No. Yes. Ooh. So it is sparkling grape water, which sounds like it's made from putting lollipops in water. It shouldn't be, but you never know. Also, and you pick grape. That's... No. They only had grape or strawberry. You get strawberry. What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, I'd seen strawberry there before, but when I went this time, they only had grape. So, grape it is. So, uh, wish me luck. Oh, that is, uh, not water. Not water at all. Oh, good God. Blech. Oh, God. It's just, like, ultra-concentrated, super-sugary grape soda. Do not recommend. That is some serious false advertisement right there. Sparkling my ass. What do they know? No, I know. But, like, I thought there might be some sort of, like, truth in advertising law that keeps a pop from being labeled as as sparkling water. But no. No, no. No, I'm pretty sure water is an ingredient. Oh, I'm sure there's some water in there somewhere pretty far down the ingredient list. It's not the first one, that's for sure. The first one is death. Yuck. Mmm. Syrup. Well, I won't be finishing that one. My shopping strategy has failed me once again. Great. Yuck. But you know what they say. Do one thing that scares you every day. And that was my one thing for today check no i'm good (laughs) oh well 
Anyway, with that out of the way, I think it's probably about time that we dive into this episode's topic. And not to toot my own horn, but I think this one's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited. Oh no. A few weeks ago, I got one of those promoted posts in my Facebook feed that was a link to an article, I mean, quote unquote article from BuzzFeed about products that Americans know and may or may not love that are sold or presented under different names abroad. And it was pretty funny. I mean, some of them I was familiar with, some of them I didn't know, but I mean, I thought I could probably do something with this. And then a few days later, there was another one that was things outside the U.S. that are referred to as being American that we don't think of as being American. And they may or may not actually be a product of the U.S. And combined, we have got ourselves a fun little quiz. So strap in because it's going to get real funny. Should I toot my own horn like that? Probably not. I didn't come up with any of these terms, so I'm not the one being funny. But, um, I mean, some of it's going to make you feel real bad about being an American. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, do we deserve it? Yeah, most of the time. But anyway, I digress. This quiz has two parts. The first half is things that are American being sold under different names elsewhere. And the second half is things that people my mic things that people outside the u.s refer to as being american that we don't really think of as being american so are you ready okay uh get ready to laugh everybody all right let's let's do this okay we're starting off with a real softball here so you got this one i promise what the Dutch would refer to as cool American in the U.S. is referred to as what? A. Cool Ranch Doritos. B. Flaming Hot Cheetos. C. Pork Rinds. Or D. Orbit Scum. Doritos. Correct. You got it. Yes. Outside the U.S., there's no such thing as ranch dressing. Oftentimes, it's called yogurt dressing. And yogurt ranch dr- Doritos just doesn't make sense. So, cool okay. American. Random side note, because I remember you telling me there was, like, the American store. Yeah. Somewhere in Germany when you were there as an exchange student. Yeah, Aachen. And it was, like, the land of Von Dutch stuff. And knives. I saw someone in the wild the other day wearing a Von Dutch hat, and it made me think of that, and I was laughing so hard (laughs) on the inside. Do you think they were time travelers? I'm like, like, did they get this re- like it looked nice it didn't look like they've been wearing it for 45 years and i was just confused on like how how do you have this time traveling it's the only logical explanation i just i i was impressed and i wanted to ask questions but it would have been weird <laughs> excuse me why are you time traveling to this particular date? i was wondering but they didn't tell me anything like like the murder hornets are coming back into the plot or anything, so Oh the murder hornet murder hornets never know. left. But I saw a Von Dutch hat. It's like seeing Tom Hardy in the wild these days. Just how and why? I don't know, they seem pretty hip. Really? Von Dutch hat and all. Mmm. I have my doubts. That that one kinda blew my mind. 
Anyway, moving on. If you picked up a bag of American cups in much of Europe, what would you be getting? A, oversized coffee cups, B, an extremely large cup like a big gulp, C, Dixie cups, or D, red solo cups? Red solo cups? Exactly. And I think we even yeah. may have seen it, seen them in stores, God, maybe in Stockholm or Oslo? Possibly. But yeah. Uh, apparently, red solo cups are synonymous with American frat parties. I mean, I think we knew that, but still. So, question number three. If you wanted to get a bag of Sour Patch Kids in France, under what name would you find them? A. Sour Boys. B. Mean Children. C. Very Bad Kids. Or D. School Bullies. What was the second one? Very Mean Children. Or Mean Children, sorry. That one? No, it is, in fact, Very Bad Kids. It's a weird translation, though. I was close. Yeah, I mean, they were similar by design. That's just how clever I am. Uh, number four. Under which of the following names is Rice Krispies sold in New Zealand? A. Snap Crackle Poppers. B. Rice Bubbles. C. Riceroni. Or D. Rice Puffs. Wait, there's not one, like, ridiculously, like, ridiculous sounding. I mean, I think they're kind of ridiculous, but then again, I wrote them. So, you know. All right, say, say them again. Snap, crackle, poppers, rice bubbles, riceroni, or rice puffs. The first one? No, it is rice bubbles. Okay, that was my second guess. So I'm like, maybe poppers? <laughs> It'd be a great I don't, name. They, like, they make everything a lot cooler sounding and, like, cute. Except in this instance. Well, I guess rice bubbles is kind of cute. I don't know. They just they just make everything cuter. And it's like, okay. Yeah. New Zealand's pretty Let's great in that way. So, question number five. Which of the following American snack foods can you find in ramen, sorry, in ramen form in Asia? A, Pringles, B, Snickers, C, Chex Mix, or D, Triscuits? Pringles? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I'd eat that. I feel like I'd try it once, but I don't know that I necessarily want ramen that tastes like potatoes not that pringles are really potato mm, but remember that one time we got potato churros shush <laughs> and you told me there was no way they were potato churros and i'm like look bitch i can read <sighs> it's just <laughs> and they were they were quite good they were very good but conceptually mashed potatoes formed into a churro shape is weird i am so disappointed in you well Anyway, next question. If you bought a box of Kraft Dinner in Canada, what would you be buying? A, mac and cheese, B, hamburger helper, C, poutine, or D, a Lunchable? I want to say mac and cheese. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Kraft Dinner, it's the same exact thing, but Canadians will swear up and down that Kraft Dinner is better than mac and cheese. No, no, it's not. It's the same thing. Anyway, 
Seven, if you bought a bag of ruffles in Mexico, what would you find inside that you would not find in an American bag of ruffles? A, a prize. B, Lay's potato chips. C, a package of hot sauce. Or D, a fortune, like in a fortune cookie. Hot sauce? I feel like it should just be like, yeah. Yep, it's hot sauce. Which sounds really good. I dig it. You know what's really... It sounds so good. Canadian ruffles. Yeah, but are they that different? Are like one of my favorite things. sure they're good, but like... But what makes them so different? Uh, it's the flavoring. It's, it's like, um, it's all dressed. What does that mean? Is the name here. Yeah, but they're the Canadian ruffles. Eh. And they're so good. I'd rather try it with hot they're sauce. so good. I guess I wouldn't mind trying them, but like, in... With all that's going on, how are we ever going to get Once them? Once they let us in again. <laughs> I know, because... One of the gals that I work with, like, they'll go to Canada and do, like, the night market. So she knows about, like, all the good foods. And, like, sometimes she'll bring some back and share. She introduced me to Canadian ruffles and by far my favorite ones. I've tried the poutine-flavored ones, and they're all right. Mmm. Gravy. Curd potatoes. I mean, I'm into poutine. Poutine. Yeah, fair enough. They're probably much better than the poutine they make at the office cafeteria. Ooh, Ugh. nope. Um, no, it's good stuff. Like, it needs to happen here more. Yeah, we need to get more exciting foods. Like, I want hot sauce in my ruffles. That's not fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. Is it just plain ruffles or, like, all of them? It looks like it's the plain ones, but it's one picture. I don't know. Maybe it comes in all the ruffles, in which case... Wow, a way to rub it in my face, Mexico. <laughs> anyway, next question. In Australia, if you bought something called Lynx, you would be buying A, a pair of Nikes, B, Axe deodorant, C, Red Bull, or D, a Kangol hat. All at LL Cool J. Ladies love him. Called Lynx? Yes, Lynx, like the cat. L-Y-N-X. Oh, so this is one of those instances where the brand name was already taken by something else, so they had to pick a new name, and they went with Lynx. You are buying a... Shoot, I don't... Okay, read them again. A pair of Nikes, Axe deodorant, Red Bull, or a Kangol hat. Everyone's favorite type of hat. See, the hard part is, is, like, everything's, like, so big branded. Yep. And that's the thing, is it's a big brand that already existed. So what, which one of those do you think could already exist there? Is it a Red Bull? No, it is Axe deodorant. Oh. Because apparently Australia must also suffer the misery of having Axe deodorant sprayed amongst their tweens Blech. or like a 12 year old that hasn't showered in like weeks but they still want to smell fresh oh god oh the age where you think that you can just cover your stink up that's a really rough age for everyone around you it just makes it stinkier it really does but you don't get that necessarily when you're little Ugh, young adults Poor things. 
Anyway, another question about Australia. If you were in Australia and walked into a restaurant called Hungry Jack's, you would be surprised to find it's the same restaurant as which of the following? A. McDonald's, B. Jack in the Box, C. Sonic, or D. Burger King? I want to say it's going to be Jack in the Box. Is that your final answer? Is it too obvious? Yeah, let's do it. It is, in fact, Burger King. Because Burger King already existed in Australia when ours came overseas, and so they had to go with Hungry Jacks. Huh. I know. That's so weird. The branding is all the same. It's just where the logo would say Burger King, it says Hungry Jacks. But who is Jack, and why is he hungry? So... What does Burger King sell sell there? Well, I'm assuming their Burger King also sells burgers. It's just not related to our Burger King. If you're in Australia, please write in and let us know. (laughs) Send us a menu. We want to know about your... I want to say it's like this, like, nicer, like, gastropub (laughs) burger place. Yeah, they thought Burger King would be, like, an actually nice, regal experience. And ours is, well... Burger King. But who knows? Anyway, our last question in this section is, in Europe, Budweiser is called Bud, but why? A, there's an existing brand called Budweiser from whom the American Budweiser stole their name. B, it plays up the niceness and approachableness of their brand. C, it was a printing error that they just ran with. Or D, they thought some Europeans would struggle to pronounce Budweiser, a German word pronunciation no it is in fact that someone from the original budweiser came to the u.s stole the name and may have stolen the bulk of their recipe created the american budweiser and then years later when they had expanded back to the eu realized they can't use the name they stole lordy dude how unoriginal right and the funny thing is is the package is really similar as well so you can see them on the shelf and it's possible to confuse the two pictures finding and sending soon but i need i need visuals like you can tell they're different but you can also tell that the american labeling is inspired by the european one because of course why why stop at just stealing the recipe when you can steal pretty much everything about it? Well done, folks. You're real classy. Yeah, but you can definitely tell which one is the American one. Could you be any more unoriginal? Yeah, but regardless, you can see the clear inspiration between the two. It's just like, come on. Don't be such an asshole. Do something of your own for once. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. (sighs) Brother. I mean, it's not... Bud, or whatever you call it, is not particularly well-liked here anyway, but still. So, that is our American stuff with other names section. Now, we get into things that are not necessarily American, but other people call American. I'm ready. I'm ready for this part. This is what I'm living for. Okay, so one, what according to the Austrians is an American burger? A, a butter sandwich. B, a hamburger with fakey cheese on it. C, a burger made with bologna 
or D, any supersized burger at all. So, what gross thing do they call an American burger? One with fakey cheese? No, it is in fact any oversized burger. So, any brand doesn't matter, just a giant burger. Oh, God. oh no. Mm hmm. Oh no. Mm hmm. Supersize me means American. So, what, according to the Dutch, oh God, I'm going to mispronounce this, is an Amerikaner. Basically, an Americaner. A, a fatty tumor. B, a ditzy blonde. C, poorly dressed tourists. Or D, a cookie. Um, this is harder. Yeah. So, what you think? It is mm -hmm. a poorly dressed tourist. Nope. It's a cookie! No, it is in fact a tumor. Oh. Yeah. Any, like, fatty gross nasty tumor is american they're like look we know what it is come on you guys <laughs> yeah don't worry the dutch secretly love us deep down somewhere number three if an irish person says they're having an american what do they mean a they're sleeping with an american b they're masturbating c they're having an existential crisis or d they're suffering from delusions of grandeur existential crisis no they are in fact masturbating thanks folks thanks irish I just people to shout existential crisis <laughs> yeah it's fun to I'm say i'm feeling it but yeah having an american is having your way with yourself which is mm, true so it uh comes from rhyming slang Wank, yank, Yankee. You and your silly rhymes. I know, right? I love that, like, that being Americans, like, the butt of all jokes everywhere else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> next time, never mind, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. Number four, if someone from Norway describes something as being full Texas, that person or thing is A, gigantic, B, stupid, C, wild and crazy, or D, really nice. Gigantic? But it's, like, wild and crazy, but not necessarily in a good connotation. But everything's bigger in Texas. But it's, like, gone off the deep end, wild and crazy. Not like, hey, this is a real rager. Crazy. Oh! Dick move. Yeah. It's like saying that you've lost all sense of control. Not necessarily, like, I'm a wild and crazy guy. It's, I'm about to do something absolutely from left field that I probably shouldn't do. <laughs> oh, boy. Tell us how you feel about this news, Texas. Uh, something tells me if Texas is going full Texas, they don't really care. I feel like that's kind of funny. Yeah, they might think that too. So this one's kind of interesting. 
If a Russian invites you to go to American mountains, you should expect A, to go ride a roller coaster, B, to go glamping, C, to go cliff diving, or D, to go to a movie set. Mm-hmm. What is what is it called? American Mountains. Amusement park? Yes, in fact, American Mountains are what they call roller coasters. Uh, which is funny because we do have mountains. Yeah, actual mountains, not just roller coasters. I mean, there're no um Matterhorns. There we go. I'm like Disney ride. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. It's no Matterhorn, but like, but we've got some pretty big mountains. Some mountains, you guys. <laughs> okay, number six. If someone in Chile tells you they're doing something American style, it means a they're driving without a seatbelt, b they're not preparing for a test, c they're overcooking their food, or d they're not wearing underwear. So that's fun. Not wearing underwear? Correct. I'm like, please don't let it be overcooking your food. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense too, though. But yeah, what we call commando, they call going American style. Womp womp. It just makes me think of that episode of Friends. Like, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Maybe if I weren't going American style. Like, could you imagine <laughs> all the things they would have to change? For that one episode to make it make sense? Yeah. Fun times. Anyway, next question. If you do an American stop in Canada, what does that entail? A, being stopped by the police without reason. E, B, not coming to a complete stop at a stop sign. C, unexpectedly ghosting someone you've been dating. Or D, going to a crappy roadside coffee stand when you'd rather go to Tim Hortons. Um, not coming to a complete stop while driving. Exactly. Yeah, because we call that a California stop. Exactly. They just broaden it a little Why bit. Why get specific when you can blame all of them? Exactly. We're all equally terrible drivers. At least you guys are, because I cannot drive at all. Which I guess makes me a terrible driver anyway. God damn it. Anyway. Eight. What do the Dutch refer to as American parties? A, a party before the removal of your fatty tumor. B, swingers parties. C, potlucks. Or uh, D, chicken pox parties. Potlucks? Thankfully, yes, it is in fact potlucks. Thankfully, we got one good thing on this list. Yay! <laughs> Yay, one thing. We, we did it. Hooray. There's a strong feeling that they're not fond of us. You know, I'm starting to get that impression, too. It's almost as if the world doesn't like us. Like, we might be bad or something. Like, damn, you guys. <laughs> anyway, question nine. In Malta, if you rent a room that is advertised as being an American room, what should you expect? A, a shower in the bedroom. B, a gigantic bed, C, a ceiling fan, or D, air conditioning. In Malta. Air conditioning? No, it is, in fact, a shower in the bedroom. Not a bathroom in the bedroom, 
just a shower. Okay, I was going to say, when they say shower in the bedroom, how do they mean? Just the stall. Not a sink, not a toilet, just a shower by the bed. That's kind of weird. But in this BuzzFeed post that was culled from Reddit, um, they, they talked about how they went to this place in Malta and the person was renting them a room. He said, oh, it's perfect for you. You're Americans. I have an American style room. I've just had it upgraded to be American style. And when they got there, they looked and there's just a shower right next to the bed. And they asked him, what's the deal with that? And they're like, yeah, it's American style. I did this for Americans. And it just reminds me of this hostel that I stayed at in London that was so, so cheap. And when we got there, the dorm room was like a ring of bunks around the edge and straight directly in the middle of the room was a shower and that's why it was cheap precious like hey here i am i'm a shower and anytime anybody showered like the whole room got gross and mucky and like it was just so disgusting because like the moisture and and people walking around from their bed like hey yeah like in their towel yeah in the center of yeah the like everything got wet everything was humid and nasty it just made no sense like who designed this but apparently it was an american somehow but anyway last question 10 if someone offers you a quote-unquote american coffee in japan they're offering you a a very weak coffee b a very bitter coffee See a coffee that's been watered down with a lot of milk. Or D, a super sweet frappuccino. Weak coffee. Yep, exactly. It's gotta be something about it being weaked and watered. Yep. I don't think they think we make a very good... Mel! Oh, Ellie. Ellie's trying to talk. I heard a tiny Mel. Yeah, she wants to be on the microphone. She's very cute. Oh, hi tiny Meow. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you are. <laughs> she came to say hi. You know, for being kittens, they don't talk that much. Oh, Ellie talks a lot. She is the single loudest cat I have ever, ever, ever seen in my entire life. She does not stop talking unless she is actually asleep. It is absolutely bizarre. Love her to death, but she's a little bit loud. I can't say she's not that mouthy. But then again, my cats behave and don't cry the whole time to you. Yeah, well, they just really want my attention right now. They've had a rough day. And also, they just really, really want me to stop talking and start feeding them right now. <laughs> I can't wait. But anyway, I think the Japanese thing about American coffee might have something to do with the fact that Americanos are watered down espresso i'm not sure but either way they don't think our coffee is very good oh dear they don't like us nope but it's a little you know, harsh you guys fair enough a little harsh i mean they're not wrong our coffee is not that great but still yes so there were lots of other things on the buzzfeed list there's like did you know that in other parts of the world they have 
tomato flavored Pringles. Some people are into that. Which one? No, and two? Ew. But I didn't really know how to put those things into questions or like. There's a lot of Pringle content. It was a little strange. Like, did you know during the World Cup, Pringles become Pringles? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. But how do you make that a question? But I was just surprised by how much Pringle stuff there was. Uh, people like their Pringles, man. Sure. But like, do you need it as ramen? I, I don't know. I guess people like Pringles more than I do. They're fine, but I don't love them. And that's cool. Everybody loves a good Pringle. I guess. Maybe I'm just the odd one out. But yeah, I think that episode was a whole lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. But it was kind of fun, right? Like, here are all these things that we don't claim as our own. But everyone else is like, no, no, it's yours. But it's kind of funny. Like, I know we do the same thing back. Like, for instance, German chocolate cake. It's not German just happened to be the recipe was created by a man whose last name was german the word german and ever since then like german or americans go to germany and they're like i'll have one slice of german chocolate cake and germans are like bitte and black forest come again is that a lie honestly i don't know that one might actually be german but i mean it could go either way who knows or like Alfredo. Alfredo's American. The Italians don't eat or make Alfredo anything. And they don't want to make it for you in their restaurant. Oh gosh. We just, we need to talk about what we call things in the US versus what Australia calls things. Or maybe even the UK. Like Fanny. Maybe that could be a future episode. Not about Fannies, but what you were saying. <laughs> Ooh. I have a good question for you in regards to things that aren't from where you think they're from. In the story Aladdin, where does Aladdin come from? Because he is not from where you think he would be from. Aladdin being one of the thousand and one tales, not the Disney version because Disney lies. Ooh, he comes from... Damn it. Um, so where is where is it based off of? Hint, it doesn't really matter where the story takes place because he himself is not from the country where the story takes place in the original version. What? What? Well, then I definitely don't know. Here, let me brainstorm multiple choices for you so you can guess. Egypt. Is he from... Oh, one second. So it's not Egypt? Is he from Egypt, Turkey, China, or Syria? Uh, Aladdin is from Syria. Nope. He is, in fact, Chinese in the original story. Really? Yep. He was from China. Um, obviously, it's not based on a real story, so huh. it's not as if... Why China? Well, so it was an issue of exotification, essentially. He's supposed to be foreigner, a foreigner who comes to this new land, and he exudes 
exoticism, which is a thing that everyone everywhere seems to do. And somehow every country is like, oh, our version of what is exotic is China. And it was true then as well. So the person who wrote the, the uh, tale of Aladdin, he had heard the story from a man while he was traveling. And this random Syrian man was like, here, let me tell you these amazing Middle Eastern tales. And the guy turned around and had the stories published. But they always thought he had made the stories up himself because, like, oh, you met a, a strange traveler I mean, in a distant land and he told you these stories? No, you wrote it yourself. Shut up. Well, apparently, fairly recently, they actually found the autobiography of the Syrian traveler. And in his story, he's like, yeah, I met this random guy and I told him the story of Aladdin. So it turns out after all these years, we've discovered it is, in fact, true that he got this story from a random man he met while traveling, which is kind of crazy that it took that long to prove. Like, how funny. But isn't that crazy? Like, it's been in doubt for centuries, maybe not centuries, hundreds of years, and they... He's like, no, really, I was at this cafe and this dude started telling me all these fantastical stories. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, what's really fascinating is that for so long it was in doubt that these stories were actually Middle Eastern in origin. And it turns out they actually were. And we now have proof of that because they found this dude's random autobiography. Crazy. And the funny thing is, is I heard this on a podcast a couple weeks ago, and then last night I was watching a quiz show where they asked the exact same question, and the woman got it wrong, and I was like, oh, you moron, everyone knows Aladdin's Chinese. And of course, I didn't know I that two weeks so ago. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed that, too. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, right? Like, ugh, I love it when stories come full circle like that, that everyone doubted that these stories could possibly come from the middle east for you know racist reasons and then we finally have the evidence like no screw you guys it is true it is theirs so shush well some of them actually aren't in the published version there are stories that this author threw in there to round it out some but the bulk is in fact his uh, theirs But yeah, you learn something new every day. Disney really messed that one up. Aladdin is not Middle Eastern. He is Chinese. Uh, Which makes sense because if he's supposed to be royalty that they're unfamiliar with, he has to come from somewhere else. That's what makes him the exotic, foreign, like mysterious royalty and sort of the source of a lot of rumors because they didn't know who he was. That's the whole point. So yeah, bet you didn't know that. No, I did not know Aladdin was supposed to be Chinese. Funny thing is, is I heard this on the QI or the No Such Thing as a Fish podcast a while back. And shortly thereafter, it was a question on a quiz show I was watching. It made me laugh because I, being the kind of person who assumes I either know everything or nothing, was like, "Mm, everybody knows that Aladdin was Chinese. Yeah, you think you know everything. Exactly. (laughs) But it just made me laugh because... That's crazy. It so quickly became something that I saw on TV. It was like, oh, this is a thing that apparently a lot of people know. Just not me. (laughs) Yes. 
Huh. Interesting. The more you know. Obviously, there's a lot more to that story about how that came to be. So definitely go find the QI I episode because uh, I skimmed over a lot of the details. Plus, there's a bit of a hole in my retelling. I'm sure there's more information that makes that make slightly more sense. So if you want to hear the full explanation, download their podcast. But it's a really fascinating story. So check it out. There's a hole in your bucket with a kitten in it. Dear Liza, dear Liza. You probably shouldn't put a cat in a bucket. Yeah, that seems like a not great idea, if you ask me. Dear Liza, dear Liza. <laughs> Anywho's, I think that's it before we babble on about too much. What is too much when you really think about it? Plato defines too much as... No, I'm going to stop myself to there. Webster's Dictionary defines it as... God, I remember hearing that in, like, speeches and movies and thinking, wow, someday I'm going to write a speech or a, an essay that starts with Webster's Dictionary defines blah, blah, blah as... I've never done that. I don't think I did it either, but I remember as a kid thinking, wow, that sounds so, so smart and sophisticated. And I want to sound like that. And then you get into that age where you start writing essays and whatnot. And you go, oh, oh, no, wait, that's dumb. Looked something up in a dictionary. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm so clever. Oh, don't take her away from the camera. She's cute. Sorry, Kitty's got to go. She just stepped onto my keyboard, which was like the cursor was in the quiz document. And she just typed about eight rows worth of the letter p and then a bunch of exclamation marks and a z and yeah and that's how you start your new graduation speech children exactly it sounds way more sophisticated than webster's dictionary defines whatever as whatever maybe the cat is smarter than i am oh no webster's dictionary describes exclamation as the cross between an exclamation and an explanation Maybe? Is that what you said? Nope, this is this is too much. We gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting a little sleepy? Um, remember, it's an adventure. So, go out and learn new things. And maybe don't act like a giant fatty tumor while you're at it. But try everything. Even the Pringles. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. Oh, you know you love them. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, it's an adventure. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!